Hey, what's up, everybody? What's going on? Welcome to the IMC experience. I know that it's been a year since I've been on here, since I've been on Anchor. A lot has gone on since that time. Uh, Last year here in NYC, for five months, no one had to pay to get onto the bus. The bus was free. You still, however, had to pay to get on the train. Um, But there was a distinction, right? The regular MTA buses for the five boroughs, no one had to pay. However, the Nassau intercounty express buses, they were still paying and they had no restrictions as far as payment was concerned. But this whole Delta variant, it's scaring everybody. I understand Schools are going to be opening back up in September. um, And the vaccine is going to be mandated if people want to put their kids back into school. So there's a lot of different things going on. Um, The world looks dismal and dark, but we have to remain positive. Last week, I asked a question and I said, when do you think coronavirus is going to end? And someone said to me, Matter of fact, a couple of people said it's going to be here forever. It's not going to leave. And the optimism wasn't there. I understand now that the world that we're living in is very much different than it was two years ago. And back in January of 2020, no one knew what was going to take place and what was happening in early 2020 was just a foretaste of what was to come when we came to march the end of march 2020 or the middle of march 2020 um this is when things started to change rapidly i remember i had to do an interview in brooklyn and I remember receiving a message that the church was not going to have a lot of people. So it wasn't going to be open to full capacity, you know, so it was about 20 people that came that Saturday. Anyway, I decided to go those two Saturdays and I thought nothing of it. And then I ended up getting sick and I had to take off two weeks from work. But the thing that really started to scare me was every morning or every night when I was waking up, I was hearing of these horror stories. Um, There were funeral homes that did not have enough room to place bodies. Every almost every crevice or orifice was filled up. And then there were stories of people dying in the hospital and their family members not being notified until two weeks later. There were numbers, there were spikes, there were people that were in the hospital for three or four months, some that died, some that didn't and actually made it out after four or five months of being in the hospital. It was a very scary time. But one of the things that I realized was that there was unity. There were local restaurants that were donating food to doctors and nurses. However, there were nurses and doctors that were putting their lives on the line. 
one nurse said, I'm going to have to leave and quit my job because they want me on the floor with COVID patients. And then there was one video that broke my heart. A doctor came home after probably being gone for two days and his son tried to run up to him and hug him. And he told him like, no, no, you can't come up. And the father just started breaking down. It was really sad, but it just goes to show you how messed up we were last year. A lot of people ended up getting furloughed or fired. There were places that closed. There are some stores that still haven't opened up again because of the virus. There were people that lost a lot of money, but there was the, um, the, um, economic impact payment. I believe that's what it was called that came into action, but it was a really tough time for everyone, not just in the U S but all over the world. Um, around the first or second week of April, and I want to say probably the second week, that's when everyone started to kick into gear, kick into action. So when I went back to work or I went on the bus, people were starting to wear masks. And then with the bus, there was this clear sheet between the bus driver and the passengers. And so no one could sit in the front. Everyone had to sit in the back. So the buses were overcrowded, not because of the fact that there were a lot of people on the bus, but because of the fact that you couldn't sit anywhere near in close proximity to the driver. And still, the seat that is behind the driver is still closed off and has been closed off for a year. Um, and even now these days, drivers will argue with you, tell you, put your mask on before you get onto the bus. Some won't. I remember, and I want to say that this was a month ago, I was getting on the bus and I told the, the bus driver, I'm going to put my mask on in a moment. I'm getting ready to put my card in after the other passenger just did. The officer, um, the driver tells me, put on your mask. I said, I got the mask on my back. Put on your mask and, and got aggressive with me. And I didn't have a mask. I was scrounging around. You know, it's like they, they were yelling at me. So another customer that was sitting down was like, yo, and gave me a mask. And that was it. And I put my card in. I was pissed off for the rest of the night. And I was headed home from work, you know. But I I understand that this is also stressful for the drivers as well. Because they have families that they need to get home to. And in order to get home to their family safe, everyone has to follow protocol. So there are some drivers that are wearing the mask daily. And then there are those that are not. Because I guess they feel that they're protected by the shield. Who knows? Or maybe they had the vaccine. But it's just a lot of different things that I'm seeing that's that's happening. Around this time, last year, there were no concerts going on. Versus had just started. And you had certain artists that had, you know, their music catalogs and were competing and going back and forth. And then a winner was declared. Um, you had people that were doing programs on the Internet, that were doing concerts in their home. 
you know, and telling people to donate, you know, because there were a lot of people that were out of business during this time. You had those that owned restaurants or clubs and they couldn't have the club open at full capacity or they had to have certain protocols in place, certain measures so that they could open up. It was a crazy time, you know, and even now, after months after this whole thing started, you know, certain places started opening back up. You go and you see restaurants and clubs or let's say a a bar, right? Or a tavern. And people are just sitting down, you know, drinking, no mask on. You go and see someone eating their food, no mask on. It was and to me it's still bizarre. And even though everyone is spaced out and all this other stuff, to me personally, I don't feel that comfortable. I wouldn't go into a restaurant. I wouldn't sit here. I wouldn't sit there. If I were to go somewhere to eat, I would go pick up what I need to pick up and then bounce. And that's it. But everyone is different. One of the things that were happening at the beginning of this pandemic was the fact that you had people that were saying coronavirus is not real. It's fake. This is a hoax. People are trying to take away our rights, which was probably the most asinine thing that I had ever heard. And for the gentleman or the gentleman that was the president at the time of this uh, devastating virus, a lot of people held on to his word. There were people that drank Clorox and hydroxychloroquine that ended up dying. And then, and then there were those that didn't have anything at all, that didn't take anything, didn't ingest a single drop and died because of their ignorance and stupidity. And it's sad. And for some of you that's listening to this, it might seem insensitive how I'm saying this, but truth be told, this man fumbled the ball in every way possible. You know, I honestly believe that if he wasn't in office at the time of this virus, things would have gone a little bit different. But from the day that this man decided that he was going to play president, he has done a great injustice to this world and has harmed a lot of people with his rhetoric and dangerous messages which both black and white parties have listened to. So yeah, it wasn't a fun time. It was a horrible time, to say the least. There were some people that were cooped up in their homes for months and didn't know what to do. That's another thing that I want to talk about. There were people that were dealing with mental health issues that had no idea how they were going to make it through that were in pain, that were hurting. There were those that could not see their doctors. I heard of a child who just after a week or two of being out of school, he ended up committing suicide. And we heard stories like this. There were people that because they couldn't see their friends because of what the virus was doing and just because of how it played on their mental and emotional health, they took their lives, you know? So you got to understand, during this time, 
it was not fun for anybody. We've seen some crazy stuff in history, but this, this takes the cake. The conspiracy theorist and the people who just, you know, it's, it's, it's too much. It's, it's too much. Sorry. It's too much. Rayshard Brooks was killed. Then you had George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, just a lot of different stuff going back and forth. So even in the midst of the pandemic, and you know a pandemic is not going to stop police from killing innocent black men or women. In the midst of a pandemic, we still had to fight issues of racism. Imagine the fact that a man or woman who is of color cannot walk around anywhere without being targeted. And I understand the situation with Ray Shard Brooks. I understand. He was scared for his life and he felt he had to defend himself. I understand that completely. Breonna Taylor did not deserve to get killed. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care whether or not she knew her boyfriend was involved in drugs. I don't care about any of that. She did not deserve to get killed. You know, that whole no-knock joint is it's it's out of whack and with george floyd he died because a cashier said that he had a false 20 dollar bill imagine if they had not called police imagine if the person just went to the manager and that was it but the fact that they saw this this six foot something black man they figured that he was a threat in some way and so they had to eliminate him, which is which is sad to say the least. So at the end of the day, there were many issues that were being fought. You know, I remember it was a it's this is let me tell you, let me tell you something. America, right? We always say right now this is a tough time for America. But how many times have things happened? And we say it's the way of the world. We say it's the way of the world, but we can change things. And I want you to understand that right now we're not the only ones having a tough time. Everyone is having a tough time. So we should be able to show compassion to every person, no matter what. And I wish that people would understand that because we're living in a day and age where people are just mean, nasty, and, and hateful. And the main thing that we have to do, we have to show each other love. And, you know, it's sad that it took a pandemic to humble everybody, to hear from people you haven't heard from in years, just calling you up to see how you're doing. I mean... To me, it's 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 ridiculous. You should never have to wait for a catastrophe or the ending of the world to reach out to a loved one or a friend. At the end of the day, I don't take anything for granted. But let me tell you something. 
there were a lot of things that I took for granted in terms of this. About three months prior, I had celebrated my 29th birthday. And it was such a good time being with family and friends and all that stuff. January, things are going great. February, even better. The beginning of the year was just, it was off to a beautiful start. The third week of March, that's when everything started to change. I started seeing people wearing masks on the bus and the train. And so things started taking a turn for the worse. Then churches started closing. Then businesses started closing. Literally at nighttime, I would be coming home from work. And many of the businesses, the late night food spots that were usually open, were now closed at this point. Because they can no longer operate at the capacity that they used to. And then another thing that happened. You had Asian and Chinese communities that were being discriminated against. Specifically the Chinese. Because Corona was known as the Wuhan virus. And so somebody decided to make up a little anecdote. That this came from bats that people were eating in China. I don't believe that because a virus can get started from anywhere. You can even make it in a lab if you want to. You know, one of the things that we've learned is that it's easy to make a Petri dish and to figure out what's what. But that's another story for another day. There was one video that I saw where a black man was spraying a Chinese brother with Febreze on the train and the dude was just disrespectful like you had a lot of people that were ignorant and that were sing singling out Chinese and were saying like oh you guys just came back from China you guys are the reason why this virus happened but here's the thing the virus had been around since early 2019 however we weren't given this information until a year later. Understand that we are always the last to know when something happens. Everybody else around, around us, they know when it's taking place, but we were the last to know concerning this situation. And so when it came and people started dying in big numbers, for some people, it wasn't a shock. You know, I had a friend of mine saying like, you know, I got sick, real sick late last year and nobody could tell me what it was and then I just recovered and I got better and little did they know that it was coronavirus all along you know so I want you to look at what the symptoms were high fever coughing massive headache shortness of breath those were the four main things So I had the headache. Oh, I forgot one more thing. Smell. So headache, shortness of breath, fever, sore throat, could, and no smell or taste. Could not smell or taste anything.
had a fever every time that I coughed, my head hurt, had a headache, took aspirin, nothing happened. I finally had the foresight to say that something was wrong, went to the doctor's office, and then when I found out my results, let the job know that I wasn't going to be in for two weeks, and that was it. Stayed home, I recovered, and I was good. You know, at the at the end of the day, it was important for me to take care of my health. If I didn't, I probably would have gotten worse, and I probably would have never gotten my taste or smell back. Because it was the worst feeling in the world. Literally, let me tell you. I remember one particular morning I had eggs, put salt on it. I could not taste the eggs at all. Tasted like I was eating plastic. Then I had orange juice. Tasted like a bunch of sugar was just dumped in water. And then I remember I was eating a Subway sandwich. And parts of my brain knew that it was cheese on the sandwich, but all it tasted like was salt. And the fact that I couldn't even taste salt, that should just tell you how bad it was. But I'm grateful that a year has went by and I am still here. Um... And, you know, I made it to my 30th birthday and I'm looking forward to the 31st birthday. Um, but, yeah, I don't take anything for granted. I am getting tired of these masks, but I will continue to wear them. I will continue to comply to everything until this thing is over. And we still. We got to band together and continue to show love. Don't let this thing happen and then you just go back to business as usual. For some of you, maybe your houses of worship didn't close. For those that did, you guys know the changes that were made. And now for those of you that have transitioned back to church, it's not the same now. You go in, certain things might be boarded up. There might be air purifiers everywhere and services condensed. And you can't really hug anybody or shake their hand. It's weird. It's the weirdest thing ever to sit down in a service and not interact with anybody personally. But here's what I, I've realized. Fellowship is the most important thing. It doesn't matter what you do. What matters is how you get together and congregate with one another. So for those of you that were used to church and all these different things, necessarily, you shouldn't have waited for church to close. You can still contact people. That's why I'm grateful for social media, because I stay in contact with certain people and we're good. At the end of the day, I wish everybody peace, love, prosperity, happiness, wisdom, knowledge. I wish you guys nothing but the best. All right. I want to thank you for listening. And if you have the chance, make sure that you check out my brand new single, What They Need to Know, produced by Amanda Graham. Also, I have released a project called Demolish and Conquer. 
with Brian and Donaldson with Brian Donaldson of the group Space Funk Reggae. So when you get a chance, I want you to go to YouTube and type in Demolish and Conquer and type in Brian Donald Donaldson and the IMC. All right? And you can also purchase the project. It is available for streaming. And for those of you that have been waiting for my debut album, by any means, will be coming out very soon. It was going to come out this August, but I've decided to take my time and to properly promote it. All right. So with that being said, I wish all of you a good night. If anybody that wants to reach me, you can hit me up on IG at the i.m.c and on TikTok at the IMC. Have a great night. Peace.